You're listening to WO Voices, a podcast series from Women in Optometry magazine. I'm Marjolyn Bailefeld, editor of Women in Optometry. We're delighted you can join us. Welcome. We're here with Dr. Melissa Barnett, OD, Principal Optometrist at UC Davis Eye Center, and also with optometrist Upti Vora. She's the Regional Product Manager for Topcon's Telehealth Solution, and many listeners know her from her Nerdy Optometrist podcast. Upti, Dr. Barnett, welcome. Glad to have you here. Thank you so much for having us. We're going to talk about uh, telehealth today and its uptake in, in the U.S. and worldwide and sort of what, uh, what the implications are for optometry and for, for eye care patients. Dr. Barnett, do you want to start us off? Yes, definitely. So this is a really hot topic. It's one that a lot of people are very interested in. So thank you for joining me today. So first of all, what are some telemedicine applications in optometry? Uh, so first of all, thank you so much for you know setting this up and inviting me for this podcast. I'm always excited to talk about telehealth. It is one of my favorite topics. And talking about applications, I feel thanks the good side of having COVID was we all were able to kind of experiment and play around with what telemedicine can do. And I'm so glad to say that, you know, we thought telemedicine would only be a video call, but looking at the way the industry is investing in terms of making everything digital, it has been showing us that telemedicine is so much beyond just a video calling or a chat. We can do so much more using different applications to identify vision-threatening conditions, as well as reaching out to patients, not just who are unavailable or not reachable, but also people mm-hmm. like us who are in cities but are busy with you know, day-to-day activities and would like to save some time using telehealth and getting on a quick call to get informed guidance versus using Dr. Google to get what their solutions are. Mm-hmm. Yes, there, there are many patients that look at Dr. Google, and that's a huge topic as well. So it's much better to have the doctor recommendations and examination. So tell us a little bit more, what options do we have now in telehealth? And what's coming in the near term? And then what's the future potential? What we all started with or what we were forced, right, you know, during COVID or post, uh, before COVID, we were all hesitant and we were thinking, we were kind of forced into how uh, telemedicine would look like. And I would say the technology was not prepared when we all started using it during COVID times. So some people were easily able to adapt and offer a comprehensive eye exam using some devices which would offer information that could transfer into the doctor's EHR and be able to review all the data online and then help the patient uh, with proper diagnosis. So this is where, you know, the technology was there. Some were able to do it only using some photographs and videos uh, from the patients directly, while some were able to kind of go in the practice but still have a telehealth consultation. So this is what we have been seeing in the space of telehealth as of today. Uh, As far as the growth that has happened in telehealth, I would say the good thing is with a lot of companies uh, investing in telehealth, we have more and more devices or hardware which were only designed to be uh, used in four walls of our practice now has a digital component. So when you you always wanted a patient to come into your clinic, 
take an image and then you can see it right there. But now you have an option where that image can be sent to you where you can be anywhere in the United States or to be honest, anywhere in the world and still help the patient in the exact same manner, which otherwise you would have not been able to do. So I would say the entire industry is investing a lot in digitalizing the existing hardware, thus making eye care solutions a lot more comprehensive than, you know, something which would limit us even if we wanted to offer this kind of technology or service to our patients. And as far as the future is concerned, of course, we have heard all the big terms like AI and machine learning, which has kind of been spinning around for, I would say, past two years. It has been the hottest topic. But the good part about it is it is not going anywhere. It is going to grow. It is going to be part of the industry in of all the industry and healthcare being one of the major ones. And it is definitely going to help us have better predictions. It will be a better support system in places where we have limited human resources. Though all of us as doctors would love to see each and every patient in person, but we do have to understand our human limitations. And I think AI would come in as a handy assistant to help make our decisions faster and support us to you know, use our chair time more efficiently. So I feel that would look like the future in telehealth. Wow, that's really exciting. I know in our practice, when the pandemic hit, we instantly started using telehealth and it was quite a learning curve, I would say more so for the patients than for us. And it's been a great opportunity. And I was recently talking to a colleague who does specialty contact lenses. And he was saying that his staff takes the images. He's at home. He can see all the images. He tells them which lens to put on. And he's even done this without even seeing the patient, just having all this technology with his staff there. I thought that was pretty interesting as well. Dr. Uh, Barnett, you, you mentioned that it picked up during COVID. Did it drop back down again? I mean, can is is it sustainable? In our practice, I would say, yes, it dropped back down. So we're not seeing as many patients virtually. And I sometimes like to remind myself if I have, say, a patient who has dry eye disease and comes from two hours away, that I can offer them a video visit. Um, instead of an in-person visit, but it is something we're still using, but not to the extent that we were uh, during COVID. This is definitely a trend that even I have seen from industry perspective. And luckily so, I have seen telehealth pre-COVID, during COVID, and now post-COVID. So I've seen the highs and the lows. Uh, talking about patients, which you mentioned, right, it was a learning curve for some, but at least from an industry perspective, I've seen many patients were also able to easily adapt this new technology and were looking for more. So sometimes, even as doctors, we are hesitant because, yes, we are not uh, well-equipped and we were, like, forced into using telehealth, as you rightly said, right? Like, you immediately picked it up during COVID because you didn't see any other solution. But we are not formally trained of how to use technology, just like, you know, we are trained in school, you know how to like use the devices and you know how to do it. With telehealth, there are some limitations and it needs, we need to be a lot more creative and like uh, trust our instinct and experience at times versus what you can do a lot more when a patient is in front of you. So I think it is also a learning curve for us. Uh, but yes, we have seen the highs and the lows and after COVID, I think, also, the patient behavior has changed. Sometimes they like to come in and see you and meet you in person. 
just to get more confidence on the treatment versus saying yeah i think maybe i want to come in <laughs> that that's for sure as well so you mentioned training and several schools actually have training in telehealth can you tell us a little bit more about that yes absolutely so i feel that has been again a great thing which has picked up very much uh, in the recent years and industry i have to give a huge shout out to industry who is trying to build these kind of technologies who do support and offer uh, educational uh, resources to schools to train the younger generation of optometrists so that they get hands on experience on how to offer telehealth along with in person training to be very honest when i did my optometry i had no idea what teleoptometry was it was like introduced to me i would say a couple of years back and i was always hesitant how is this possible i need to touch and see my patients in front of me so i think the current generation is super lucky to get the first hand experience and with the industry support and universities being so proactive they have made sure that they do collaborate with different uh, industries get access to different softwares so it's just not one part of the exam they look into a complete comprehensive eye exam solution so whether it is using telehealth for visual fields for fundus photography for other test all of those devices that offer software solutions do provide uh, training courses modules programs or a short term program especially for third year and fourth year students so they are well prepared and they they're not kind of unaware of what's going to happen once they step out so they are ready to offer telehealth services from day one yeah that's so exciting i'm sure that i could learn a lot too <laughs> going back to school is this driven by the doctors is this driven by staff how do you think that it could gain more more traction who who needs to be comfortable with it i would say currently uh we as doctor and industry need to be more comfortable because i have seen pretty much with any new technology and i'm sure dr melissa would agree like nobody used to talk about myopia management couple of years back but it was leaders like herself who have pushed and constantly reminded people about specialty contact lenses things that you can do above and beyond they added the confidence in so many other in optometrists around the world to kind of push their boundaries and offer that to the patients and now we're talking about myopia management all the time i feel we similar to that we need a lot of advocates to talk about teleoptometry and you know try to kind of focus on challenges or difficulties which other optometrists are facing and work together and i'm sure if we give an option to a patient many a times they would like to see you in person but as dr melissa mentioned right some patient would be staying 2 hours away can you give them an option of you know doing a remote consultation i'm sure they would like to have that as a choice and if we are comfortable and confident uh, with what we are offering i'm sure it would be a game changer sir excellent points there so what do you think some of the fears are of adapting new technology in general I think first it is definitely a learning curve. Sometimes in a busy schedule and life when we have so much to manage, it can be overwhelming to kind of go back and learn and break our mental barriers which be like oh my god this is a lot of work let me just skip it and go back to what I'm used to. It's it's difficult you know come out of your comfort zone and reinvent yourself at times. So I feel that is one of the challenges. 
the other challenge i would say is also that the technology is not yet there i mean there are a lot of things that are available but still there could be a lot more done to make it easier in terms of say learning or adapting i feel even from industry perspective we do have a lot of learning and technology building that needs to be done to make it easier for both both of us the industry to kind of offer that service and the doctors to adapt and you know send, give it to the patients as well and also sometimes uh, there is as much as we hate to say it there is a fear of technology that it is going to take away my jobs <laughs> really? and there is this, there is this standard example which i'm sure all of us are aware that when auto refractors came pe- and people who did retinoscopy felt oh my god you know my job's gone why is it you know a machine taking away my my so bread and butter of doing refractions but it is not true right ar is just helping you to see more patients be more efficient and provide additional information so i think it is uh, as much as we are scared of technology we are constantly using technology for everything else in our life that's exactly true so we need to you know embrace this technology and then i'm really excited about the future technologies that are coming to that are going to help so much in eye care and really help our patients help our flow in clinic help our staff and it's kind of an exciting time i think i agree and i just want to share one more thing for for you know people who might be hesitant or might have a bad experience of using telehealth during covid i would say don't take that as a set stone because sometimes uh, especially if you were forced to use some technology right everything was disrupted you are not sure there are a lot of uncertainties at that point if i would say give technology a chance it doesn't have to be just telehealth or teleoptometry start adding technology into your practice making yourself comfortable because sometimes you might feel it is a huge investment only corporate optometrist or like you know an optical chains could do it but that's not true from my experience in, with uh, working in teleoptometry space for 4 years now there are independent practitioners who started with i would say like one optometry lane or like a telehealth lane and now they have four or five teleoptometry uh, virtual clinics and they are wow. able to see twice the number of twice or thrice the number of patients i would say through telehealth or teleoptometry versus just seeing that 20 patients a day that same day now they are able to see 40 to 40 patients because 20 would be in clinic and 20 would be virtual so it is time for us to think of teleoptometry giving us the tool and resources to go beyond the four walls and it's time for us to you know start seeing things above and beyond <laughs> That's great. Are you seeing that in both urban and rural settings where there are different clinics? Yes, absolutely. I feel sometimes we we underestimate how busy people are in urban cities because I know teleoptometry was always thought as a solution for remote areas or rural areas where you don't have access to healthcare or eye care. But with our busy schedule, nobody likes to be stuck in traffic for 1 hour. right i would like to have uh in between visits with you as a virtual visit versus you know coming and 
seeing you every month and at the same time i would feel it is beneficial for optometrist as well because it gives you multiple checkpoints so when you are able to see the patient say once in 6 months or once a year wouldn't wouldn't you like to have a quick 10 minute uh, telehealth consultation with the patient to make sure they are on track they are using their medications they are using their treatment because we are all aware about the fact that there are so many patients where we uh, where they are not compliant enough they might lose track of the medications they might not be serious enough of the treatment plan that we want to offer them so i feel giving this option in between regular uh, visits is a great opportunity also for optometrists to upsell any new thing that has come in your clinic i know when vut came or when you know my, like specialty contact lenses are there now you can upsell and ask them like everything is great do you want to come in for additional services that we offer so it gives you additional touch point just by spending 15 minutes on a call so i think it's a great opportunity for everyone to kind of think it in a way as uh, how we can improve and grow our practice i think that's great it's providing better care for our patients i know that my patients are really happy and i like even when my elderly patients bring their family members on a telehealth visit. It's really cute, right? They're they're there together. I can answer all the questions uh, for everyone. So just one more question here. How do you think telehealth will improve and impact ROI? How do you think it's doing it now and in the future? I feel talking about ROI, it's, it's a bit tricky sometimes because initially people, initially there is an investment and there is no... there is no second thoughts about it you can have free or very cheaper solutions where you can have like say free options for just video calling purposes but i would say the less you invest the less could be the roi so till you're trying to kind of get comfortable with technology yes you can go in for like free options just so that you know you are more comfortable and confident in the teleoptometry service you're offering i would highly recommend everybody to start gradually I mean, don't invest into everything on day one. I get it. It's not. It's not uh, realistic and sustainable at the same time. But I would highly recommend everybody to start investing in teleoptometry in some format because if you don't do it, someone else will be offering. And you also need to understand about the competition around you. And talking about ROI, as I said, right? I know private practices. who are able to see 20 patient in person and about 20 to 25 patients virtually so depending on what te- what which technology and what services you want to offer the investment will vary but if you are able to crack the code of doing this right doing the right promotions training your staff well making sure they inform the patients every time they come in like a simple question which we have been trained about asking for contact lenses right every time somebody wants to book an appointment we train our staff ask do you want to make an appointment for eye glasses or contact lenses just to start the conversation similarly you can always ask would you like to make an in person appointment or a virtual appointment that will give an opportunity to you know start uh, creating awareness for your patients as well as giving you a uh, quick returns on the investment that you're trying to do with teleoptometry and technology. Wow, that's some great advice there. So <laughs> we'll have to do this podcast again in 5 years and, and and see where we are then. But I really I really want to thank you for all of this fantastic 
information. And this is such an exciting topic. Thank you to our listeners for listening in. And I look forward to seeing you soon. Absolutely. Thank you once again for this opportunity. It's always a pleasure to, you know, talk to you, chat about you. And we're both passionate about technology. So for anyone, if you those who have any questions, please feel free to reach out to me and I'll be happy to help in any way I can. Fabulous. Uptivora, uh, Dr. Melissa Barnett, thank you both for your time. Thank you for listening. I hope you join us again on WL Voices. If you'd like to be a guest on the series, please send us an email at wovoicesonline at gmail.com, through our website at womeninoptometry.com, through Facebook at WL Magazine, or through Twitter or Instagram at WomenODs. See you next time.